All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. I've got a good friend, Yaku Buyens, uh, with me. Uh, Yaku, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dan. Always good to be with you. Fantastic. Well, it's good. Um, you've got a lot of great things going on. Uh, you've been here before and, uh, and spoken to our students. Uh, and so our community uh, kind of knows a little bit of your background, but uh, I know there's a, a lot of new parents that uh, are here to P, you know, here at PCA and they may not know um, about you and your story. Um, so just kind of bring our parents up to speed a little bit with uh, with who you are. Yeah, Dan, I'm from South Africa, born and raised, a uh, single mom. And our journey led to a journey that we found exposure into some of the darkness of life. Mm. Uh, we Today, we, you know, we have an organization fighting human trafficking, uh, stopping child sexual exploitation, and all the elements connected to that prematurely introducing children to certain concepts and, and, and things in life um, that culture is always pushing the norm. And how do, how do we defend and protect innocence, uh, morality? How do we help a young person grow up? I had this conversation. This is a 24-7 conversation in my house is what all we do is about creating content for parents. For instance, now the conversation is through brain development. At what stage did God intend for certain things to happen okay. to a human being mm -hmm. in life. And there's markers. There's certain markers. You know, we could, for instance, say puberty, 12 to 15. Of course, you have an outlier. You see girls puberty, hit puberty at 11 or 16, but for the norm. We need to pay attention to those markers and in brain development, just like we do in the womb. You know, we, it would be outside of the norm to say, well, we're expecting fingernails to form before the fingers formed in a baby in the womb. Right. And so what's happening in culture today is we're pressing certain things. If you think of the womb, because they can't speed up that timeline. Right. So mm -hmm. after the womb, they can speed it up. But God has order. And, and for the young parents today, think again. God has order. Look at a tree grow up. Look at nature. If you want to know what human beings should do, look at nature. Well, why nature? Because God's consistent. He's the same God. There's, it's a seed, and then it sprouts, and it germinates and sprouts, and then it, it goes, and then it flowers, and then it fruits, and, and it's a season, right? And so we are inverting seasons in the human being's natural progression, how God intended it to be. And it's actually not that hard to go back and say, when I raise young children, I've got three children under the heaven. By when should we do what? Right. It's a big question, right? Yeah. And parents are concerned. And that's why parents most likely have their children at PCA. What I consider probably, and I've traveled 48 of the 50 states, four continents, hundreds of countries. It's arguably, I put PCA up as probably one of the top schools I've ever met in my life. And I'm, and I'm biased, tremendously biased to PCA because of what you do. My kids don't even go there because we live far away. But so, so parents have their kids there with you because I, they've identified that, look, we need balance. We need, we need a, a God center. We need healthy children to go into society, you know, eyes wide open. So the big concern today for young parents is what is premature? Because culture wants to push younger, younger, younger. And, and I'm telling you, we're inverting certain systems where it's not, they're not ready. Just because a child can articulate a conversation does not mean their brain, their EQ, not IQ, the emotional coefficient, the EQ is, yeah. so today everything is emotion. And because we feel like, well, emotionally, it seems like that person's ready. Now we throw something at a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, a concept as, as big as sex. There's no way that child in brain development, because remember the brain triggers the body. The body doesn't, 
It listens to itself. It listens to the brain. So the second you have a conversation, let's say sex with a seven-year-old, and it's an inappropriate conversation at the wrong time, you're forcing the brain to start growing fingernails before the finger is formed. You're forcing the brain to now kick in endorphins and chemical reaction in the body that shouldn't kick in until 10, 11, 12. The brain will now start to produce a hormone so you're altering the chemistry of the person. So it's so layered. You can't just do that because the kid can have the conversation. Otherwise, let's put a smart 10-year-old in college. And they do that. And then the kid falls apart later. Why? Because the social pressure, the emotional pressure, the workload. So it's not just, well, he's capable of having the conversation. There's, there's chemistry involved, you know, in yeah. the body. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of when, uh, when you know, Solomon wrote the book of, you know, the Song of Solomon, when he talked about don't arouse or awaken love before it's time. Um, I think that's such a great reminder to us that there are things uh, that need to be opened in a particular time period, right? And love, sexuality, right? A lot of things that our kids are being exposed to uh, in, in really in, in ways, and we're not just talking about illicit sexual activity. We're talking about, no. you know, things no. that, you know, that Disney is putting on programs for young kids, right? We're talking about social media and, and the, the, the conversations that, are, that are, our young people are expected to have at, at such a young age. Even things like, uh, and, you know, I, I hate the, the app Snapchat. Um, you know, the idea that uh, I'm going to send you, right, a video and it's going to delete in a couple seconds, right? So the whole idea of that things are temporal and that things, you know, that they go away and, and, you know, they don't have meaning, they don't have significance, they don't have weight, right? For young people to understand these things, it's like, wait a second, um, you know, nothing goes away. These are ideas that affect people. Um, these are concepts um, that are training and, and forming who you are. Uh, and so I'm, you know, I'm looking at this, this idea that we're giving so many of these tools to our young people, but we're not teaching them how to use them. And we're not really looking at the effects of how they're changing the way that they understand how to do life. So what, what advice would you give to parents to help them kind of step back from that and say, how do I make those decisions? Such a good question. So let's go way back. Why did God decide for Joseph and Jesus to be carpenters? Why not plumbers? Why not artists why wasn't jesus a painter why mm -hmm. wasn't he like david who made instruments made the heart why why a carpenter you know why was it about building and how often did he talk about farming because mm. it's about fundamentals it's about yeah. structure and foundation god today holds the universe in his hand he creates order he decides that the sun rises the sun comes down no man can stop it no man can do it. This is why there are a lot of the green movement and whatever you want to play God, good luck, have at it, but you will get nowhere. You can't be God. Hmm. So what I want parents to think about again is foundation. You cannot build on sand. You cannot. You must build on the rock. Well, what's the rock? It's concrete. It's solid. It doesn't move. Oh, that's much like the foundation of a building or a house. Yeah. And today we're building roofs and window dressing and we're picking carpet, meaning all the stuff that society wants us to do. And to your point, it's temporary. Oh, I can change the, I can send a naked video or, or, or something and it deletes in 15 seconds. There's no accountability. There's no recourse, nothing, yeah. because there's no foundation. Right. So parents need to think about, okay, the fundamentals, the foundation. What do we do when the football team plays bad football? We go, go back to the basics. Right. Why? It's the fundamentals. Protect the football, run the football, block, tackle, simple. 
do yep. that well, you're probably going to go to the playoffs, right? It's not rocket science. Culture today it erodes and eliminates fundamentals, erodes history, cancels history. Why? Because history, history is fundamental. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, you learn from it, right? It is the foundation on which we built the word of God, the foundation, faith, the foundation. You are not God. There is a God that's foundational. The father is the head of the household, foundational. Doesn't mean the mother is subject to or secondary. It's just order. The mother is the glue. A child comes from a woman's body. It's foundational. It's science, physics, metaphysics. All these things are. So they erode those things because they want to build ethereal stuff, but it's not on foundation. Why? So that they can change it whenever they feel like it. But that's a house of cards. So parents today, go back to the basics. Like something as simple as this, a little exercise I do with a lot of families. Who is your family? The Boyans okay. family. Who's the Boyans? Can my seven-year-old say what the Boyans stand for? Because if your child cannot recite that, if there's not a family credo, a family creed, right? Or some people would say a mantra, a family, this is who we are. This is who the Panettis are, mm. right? And it better line up with the word of God, and it better line up with a calling from God and integrity. But who are we? You know, start there, go back, bring the family back together and say, who are we? What do we stand for? What's important to us? And it's built foundation and then make decisions from that place. So now when your 13-year-old comes to you and say, Dad, I want to do this, does that line up with who we are? Does it line up with who you said you are? No, it doesn't. Then the decision is made. It's not even mom or dad's decision. You help make the decision, John. You sat with us and what is important to you in life, not in front of your friends, in privacy. Those are the foundational security mechanisms that we built into our children's lives so that when they go out and they are with friends and the parents not there, it's a bunch of kids and they go, hey, let's drink and drive. That somewhere your son, your daughter has a flash memory to a foundational issue and go, that doesn't line up. I can't violate. I can't take dynamite and blow up the foundation of the house and expect the wall to stand tomorrow. And if I do this, I'm going to blow up a foundation. And, and we are doing things in our country today and in our faith today, even where we're blowing up core foundational elements of God and it will not stand. It cannot, no building can sustain and sustain that and a human being cannot. And so we've gone away from who are we? And then what's going to, happen is you're going to run into a cul-de-sac i don't know that's right go to god god who am i who do you say that i am yeah. and then go lay that down and then make every single decision teach from there educate from there coach your son's football from there so when you teach your son how to throw a football tell him about god while throwing the football well dad why does it work better when my finger is on the seams and on the top and they get a tight spiral because that's the fundamentals of football. Let me tell you about the fundamentals of life. God set some fundamentals of life. Let's go to Genesis 1 through 6. Let's see what he said about the world and order. Let's see why man fell, because they walked away from the fundamentals. Sin is there because, and then so we teach so your son all of a sudden, just in nature, he identifies God. A coach calls out a football play and he hears God. He, this lines up with scripture. Oh, that's why the coach says, 
you know, you know keep my eye on the ball. The, the, all these things, and we can graft the word of God into everyday life yep. if we approach it from that perspective. Yep. I think one of the things, too, that's important is parents need to grasp the idea that they need to start having these conversations um, of, of who we are and how God has designed us at a very young age. Um, you know, I was just thinking um, a lot of your work deals with the issue of sex trafficking, child sexual exploitation, um, you know, kind of ties into the whole world of pornography. And I was just thinking, you know, Billie Eilish, um, who's a very popular you know, singer for the teens, um, has recently come out and talked about how porn destroyed her brain. And she said that she started looking at pornography at age 11. And a lot of our parents are kind of like, oh, my goodness, you know, I, I'm not going to have these conversations with my kids, as you said, kind of that, you know, until their body changes, we don't talk about those things until they're 12 or 13 or 14. And I'm saying, you know what, here's the deal, the world is, your kid is getting exposed to the world in so many different ways, you need to start having these foundational conversations with your children at a young age, so that they can say no to things that don't fit into right, who they want to be and who God has designed for them to be. And so what would you say to those parents? Um, you know, how do you have those conversations and, and begin to start that, you know, that, that framework uh, with a younger student even? You, you, something comes to mind. You just said it. So I just, this is all, all credit here to Dan, but you said it. I just want to reiterate something. When you buy a Chiclet or a Monet or a Mona Lisa or a, you know, expensive painting people spend almost the same on the frame as they are on the painting and how we and how we how we frame things are Mm. so important so think about this if sex was a painting right we could say well that's a painting who's going to frame that for your child yes who's going to give it boundaries and parameters and what does it look like is it evil and dark and ugly because then the painting loses value or is there luster to it? Mm. Was the frame picked for the canvas? Was it framed correctly? It's the parent's job to frame these conversations. That's good. And yeah. at some point, the child gets to color in. And society is always going to want to color for your child. But make no mistake, society wants to frame for your child. Yep. They want to frame the conversation of gender. They want to frame the conversation of, and then they want to make it fluid. So if parents do not engage in this conversation, and each child is different, you have to read the child. One child, if you can protect this child, and this child is is protected and doesn't have outside influence, you may be able to wait until 10, 12, 13 to have that conversation. But you also need to know your environment. If you're a single mom, your timeline is rapidly advanced. Why? You just, you're one person. You don't have enough eyes and ears to cover your child is going to be exposed to something. If your child plays a lot of sport, is on a lot of teams, is in a lot of locker rooms, more exposure, more risk for some kid to start framing for your child, right? So you need as a parent know what is the exposure of my child? Where are we, you know, our environment? And then you need to decide, no, I need to start framing this. So for my, now my seven-year-old, we started framing because we travel a lot and we have a lot of you know, in media and entertainment and we fight evil. We started framing very early for her and all our children now about privacy. What is privacy? And, and the bigger picture of privacy, privacy, you know, uh, you know, my private space, my body, what violates it, who has right and who doesn't. We started with that concept. 
and, and how to say no and say no forcefully and say no with conviction, regardless of the cost, regardless of the social you know, uh, pushback or, or blow up, right? And start there. Privacy. What is privacy? Why does God give me, you know, why does God give me, you know, uh, um, stewardship over this temple? And then we grow from there. And it's not always just about sex. It's concepts. It's concepts like something as simple as what if another child come and frames for your child that being disrespectful and dishonoring to your parents is the way to go. Defy them. That's going to create a lot of strife and challenge in your home. Yeah. So frame the things. Don't just look at the topic. In the subject matter, which is the painting, understand, you got to put a frame around that thing. You got to give it borders to a degree, right? And structure. Because if you don't, the, order, the author of chaos is Satan. The author of structure is God. And so we need to frame these conversations for our... But even if you look politically where we are as adults today, there's no frame. It's like all over the place. Look at the Russia-Ukraine conversation. Because there's no frame around it, it's like it's everywhere. It's a mess, right? It's a complete mess, and adults are doing this, right? But it's by design that there's not a frame around it. It's by design that lines were not drawn because it's chaos. And so we have to frame things for our children, and we got to read that child because each child is an individual. But you're right. I mean, now we know that the average age of porn entry, watching porn in America, are boys age eight. Mm. Now, I can tell you right now, an eight-year-old boy is not ready to watch people having sex. And this is not just about people having sex. This is graphic gang rape. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. but because there's no frame for what's right and what's normal, it's anarchy. And so, no, that's absolutely not okay. No yeah. child should be exposed to that. That's child abuse, right? But who's going to frame that for your child? Culture will not defend Parents have to wake up to the reality respectfully, wake up to the reality, not go woke, but wake up, truly wake up. Scales from their eyes. Lord, give us revelation. They have to wake up the reality that the government and other people will not protect your children. Yes. You as a parent were giving stewardship by God. Then you as a parent have to make healthy decisions such as I'm going to place my son or my daughter at PCA. Does that mean PCA is perfect? No, but we align with values. They have values. They want to put my child's health and well-being first, future first, versus this other school that wants to indoctrinate my child or doesn't care or is not engaged. So it's the parent's responsibility because the child can't make those decisions. They can't. They're not capable of making those decisions for themselves. Yeah, and I think it's so important, as you talked about, that frame right has to be uh, God's design and God's truth. Um, it, it, yeah. it, it has to line up with what God has said to be true, right? And, and that we see it, um, you know, practically speaking in the world. And, and, and you know, the idea is um, the world is going to try to frame these issues differently for our children. There's going to be movies that they're going to be exposed to that, you know, hey, you can be anything that Absolutely. you want to be. Uh, you can create your own reality. You can, you can be a Furby if you want. You can be whatever gender you want. And the, and the concept is when our kids see that, we can't keep them from being exposed to these false ideas, but we can prepare them and equip them so that when they see that, they say, hey, that, that doesn't line up with the frame of truth that God has designed me um, specifically and uniquely uh, as, a, as a male or a female. God has designed me specifically for a purpose uh, to live out something that fits within uh, you know, his criteria of design. So I don't get to just make up the rules as I go. Uh, you don't you don't want a child right? That's right? makes up rules. You don't want to play a sport where they just make up rules. That's no fun for anybody. 
right? So boundaries are important. That frame is so important. I, I say that all the time. If, True. I say, sorry to interrupt, but I say that all the time. If we were, if we had to play NFL football the way we run society, oh, <laughs> it would be, people would die. Nobody'd watch it. Nobody'd Brady watch it. Would, yeah. Brady, Brady would say, well, that's not out of bounds. It's like when we play beach volleyball and, you know, and, and there's no lines. It's like, it's out. It's not it's, out. It's in. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, what? Oh, yeah. I scored a touchdown on a 40 yard line. You scored on the 10 yard line. I mean, come on, man. It's so, it's yeah. so hypocritical. Yeah. And so in certain places in life, we accept framework and we go, yes. oh, of course we need framework in a game like football that has no significance eternally. Zero. Right. Yeah. It's not. In, but then we come to sexuality and relationships and marriage and, you know, and all of a sudden throw the framework out the window. That's right. We, we get, to, have we get to create, That's, yeah, we get to create pre- our own rules on those preposterous. things. Preposterous. Like, no. Yeah. It's preposterous. But then the same guy goes to the basketball game and they go, that's a foul. How do you know it's a foul? Because the rule says it's a foul. I, okay. But we, but we don't have rules for how we treat babies in the womb. We don't have, I mean, it is, so it's preposterous that we so can good. operate that way. But Satan wants to because that's how he destroys the very thing he can't have. Remember, Satan cannot have a family. True. Satan Satan has a third of the angels that fell with him. They're his minions, and they call him master. But the envy and the bitterness and the hate, because he does not have a seed. He does not have a mate. He doesn't have a bride. He, he doesn't get to call family, children. No, they're all, they're all followers and demons, but he does not have. He must destroy family because he, de- he despises it. Because a marriage between a man and a woman is a representation of the bride and the groom. That's a it is yep. the most sanctified, most it's the most sacred thing on earth. And so he hates it. He cannot stand a, a son that honors his father. Because he, he, he cannot stand a daughter that honors her father or her mother. Because he tried to convince Eve to dishonor her father, yeah. being God. And this is why he's coming after family. And I want people to just understand they focus so much on business and those things will fall in line. If I can just get men to understand if your house is in order and you're just even attempting to walk according to the ways of God, Mm. your business, your finance, it will line up. It, It will permeate through it all because it's God's order. But if, if you live this fluid, happy-go-lucky lifestyle where we keep tolerating and we give another inch and we give another inch. And Okay, you guys can have the gender conversation. No, you cannot. You cannot. God wrote it. It's done. We're not redefining that. We cannot afford to. Even for the person who wants to live a transgender lifestyle, that person doesn't know, but they still need order or the whole society will implode. Yeah. It all implodes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So good. So good. What a great warning, right? Satan can't have a family, so he's coming after yours, and we need to protect our family, and we use God's design, God's truth as our framework, right, so that the beautiful picture of what God's given us as a family uh, can be created and sustained. So, Yaakov, thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the encouragement to our parents. Keep on doing the good work that you're doing. Thank you, Dan. God bless you, and everybody listening, just... Blessings over everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you.